You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty about the American presidency that's dignified and elegant. Presidents enjoy a home at the White House, frequent visits from world leaders, opulent state dinners, and more. They're hardly ever seen with a single hair out of place, and the words they deliver to the nation are polished by professionals down to the very last detail. But the president is, at the end of the day, just a human being, and their lives, both the lives they led in private while serving as president and the lives they led before getting elected, are often far stranger and more fascinating than the prestige of their hallowed office suggests. At times, the lesser-known antics of American presidents have been downright shocking. They spent small fortunes on alcohol, penned lustful letters to their mistresses, and delighted in pulling juvenile pranks, all while showing a sober and serious face to the American people. Meanwhile, some presidents pursued utterly unexpected careers before turning to politics, everything from wrestling to modeling. In fact, some didn't want to be president at all. Throughout its 230-year history, the American presidency has been colored by a seemingly endless series of strange moments, facts, and coincidences. Though the presidency is full of dark moments, including Thomas Jefferson's illicit relationship with an enslaved woman, Woodrow Wilson's racist ideas, and more, today we're going to discuss some of the most flabbergasting fun facts from the secret lives of American presidents. Listen on for everything from Abraham Lincoln's surprisingly successful wrestling career to Lyndon B. Johnson's relentless propensity for practical jokes. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by the digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga. Today, we're exploring the secret lives of America's presidents. When discussing the hidden lives of American presidents, there's no better place to start than at the beginning, with America's first president, George Washington. To many Americans, Washington may seem the epitome of dignity. Not only did he lead the United States to victory during the Revolutionary War, but he also served two terms as president before nobly giving up power so that someone else could take a turn at the helm. But Washington had another side that most people don't know about. Though you'd never know it from the dour expressions he wears in all of his iconic portraits, America's first president loved to party and drink. Two days before he signed the U.S. Constitution, and shortly before he became president, Washington threw a party for 55 guests in Philadelphia and racked up a bar tab of over $17,000, plus another 300 for all the glasses they broke. The future president and his guests drank 54 bottles of Madeira wine, 60 bottles of Bordeaux, 8 bottles of Old Stock whiskey, 22 bottles of Porter Ale, 8 bottles of Hard Cider, 12 jugs of beer, and 7 large bowls of punch. 
And Washington didn't slow down after he ascended to the presidency, where he spent an eyebrow-raising 7% of his presidential income on alcohol. He apparently liked to end each day with a bottle of Madeira wine, as well as rum or beer. In fact, Washington drank so much that he was scolded by his dentist. The president famously had bad teeth and wore dentures, and in 1798, shortly after leaving the presidency, his dentist wrote to say that the dentures Washington had sent him were stained. He wrote, quote, The set you sent me from Philadelphia was very black. Port wine, being sour, takes off all the polish, unquote. Port wine, however, wasn't the only alcohol flowing at the Washington estate at Mount Vernon. In 1799, Mount Vernon produced an astonishing 11,000 gallons of whiskey and at one point was the country's largest distillery. But George Washington wasn't the only early president with a wild side. His successors in the 19th century got into plenty of trouble of their own. Like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson has an image that's virtually synonymous with his somber, unsmiling portraits. But Jefferson also had a wild streak, and wasn't above breaking international laws to get his way. In 1787, 13 years before his election, Jefferson started to think about rice. Though he believed that agriculture was crucial to the future prosperity of the United States, Jefferson knew that American rice had problems. It grew in standing water, which only attracted mosquitoes. So Jefferson, then the minister to France, decided to bring a variety of dry rice home from Italy. Though it was illegal to do so, Jefferson believed that, quote, the greatest service which can be rendered any country is to add a useful plant to its culture, unquote. So he ignored that taking the rice from Italy was prohibited under, quote unquote, pain of death. America's future president merely scooped it into his pockets and smuggled it out of the country. Meanwhile, other stories about Thomas Jefferson frequently involve his predecessor, John Adams. The two men grew close as fellow founding fathers, but saw their friendship deteriorate as each chose different political parties. Adams became a Federalist, and Jefferson a Democratic Republican. But at the end of their lives, the two men reconciled. In fact, both men died on the same day, on Independence Day, July 4, 1826, the 50th anniversary of America's birth. Adams even eerily referenced his friend turned enemy turned friend as he died, crying, quote, Thomas Jefferson still survives, unquote, as his last words. He didn't know that Jefferson had actually passed away just a few hours earlier. But beyond the founding fathers, other 19th century presidents have had some fascinating stories of their own. The William Henry Harrison's greatest claim to fame may be dying just 31 days into his presidency in 1841, leading most Americans to forget he even existed, he left an impression on American culture by introducing the phrase keep the ball rolling and the word booze into the American lexicon. During his campaign against President Martin Van Buren, who to this day is the only president to learn English as a second language, Van Buren's supporters threw down the gauntlet by insulting Harrison. Mocking Harrison's age, he was 66, they wrote that, quote, Give him a barrel of hard cider and settle a pension of 2,000 years on him, and, take my word for it, he will sit the remainder of his days in his log cabin, unquote. 
Harrison's supporters took the insult and made it their own. They passed out whiskey in log cabin-shaped bottles supplied by the E.C. Booze Distillery, giving the United States the word booze, and rolled an actual ball covered with pro-Harrison slogans for hundreds of miles across the country, which gave birth to the phrase, keep the ball rolling. Even Abraham Lincoln had a secret life that most Americans know nothing about. Before getting into politics, he had a career as a wrestler. Over 12 years, he allegedly lost only one match out of 300, and even earned a place in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But in the terms of wild and surprising hidden lives, 19th century presidents can barely hold a candle to their successors in the 20th century. When it comes to 20th century presidents, Theodore Roosevelt looms among the largest. After ascending to power following the assassination of William McKinley in 1901, Roosevelt remained in office for seven years and dramatically expanded the scope of the presidency. But outside of his historic political achievements, he also famously inspired the teddy bear. In 1902, Roosevelt went on a bear hunting trip near Onward, Mississippi. The president loved to hunt, but didn't find any bears that day. So, some of his assistants cornered a black bear and tied it to a tree. When they showed the animal to Roosevelt, however, the president refused to take the easy shot. He thought it would be unsportsmanlike. The story may have ended there, but the press got wind of the incident. A cartoonist named Clifford Berryman scribbled out a cartoon, which appeared in the Washington Post. Subsequently, a Brooklyn candy shop owner was inspired to start selling a stuffed animal that he and his wife called Teddy's Bear, and the teddy bear was born. But the tradition of associating presidents with stuffed animals was short-lived. Though many know the story of the teddy bear, what remains lesser known is that toy makers hoping to capitalize on the success of the teddy bear dreamed up a new animal for Roosevelt's successor, William Howard Taft. Because Taft liked to eat possums, they invented Billy Possum. However, the toy looked like a rat, which terrified children, and it never caught on. Taft was probably not too disappointed, as he long aspired to be Chief Justice, not President, anyway. The little-known fun facts surrounding other 20th century presidents were more salacious. Take Warren G. Harding, who is regularly listed as one of America's worst presidents by historians because of the corruption that ravaged his administration. However, maybe Harding didn't notice the corruption because he was so busy juggling multiple love affairs. The married Harding conducted a number of steamy affairs both before and during his presidency. Before he entered the White House, he exchanged lustful letters with Carrie Fulton Phillips, at one point writing, quote, There is one engulfing, enthralling rule of love, the song of your whole being, which is a bit sweeter, the O Warren, the O Warren, when your body quivers with the divine paroxysm and your soul hovers to fight with mine, unquote. The Republican establishment had to pay Fulton off so she wouldn't expose the affair during Harding's run for office, but she wasn't the only woman Harding was seeing besides his wife. He'd also been carrying on an affair with a young woman named Nan Britton, who later wrote a tell-all claiming that they'd had sex in a White House closet and that she'd given birth to Harding's child. It's no wonder that, when Harding died suddenly in 1923, during his first term, some wondered if his long-suffering wife had poisoned him. 
Fifty years later, the 36th President Lyndon Johnson would also put his Johnson to use, albeit in altogether different ways. As a congressman, he frequently whipped out his infamously large organ in the bathrooms of the Capitol in order to impress and even intimidate his colleagues and rivals. Johnson also had a mischievous streak, and he loved to pull terrifying pranks even after being elected president. At his ranch in Stonewall, Texas, Johnson would frequently take guests for drives in his car. The guests didn't know it, but the car was an amphibious vehicle that could move seamlessly between land and water. The president would drive toward the lake and then pretend that the car's brakes had failed. According to one of the president's aides who fell victim to the prank, they suddenly sped toward the water as Johnson cried, quote, The brakes don't work. The brakes won't hold. We're going in. We're going under, unquote. But as the guests panicked, his car easily glided onto the surface while Johnson broke out into uproarious laughter. There's a long century ahead, but the first few presidents of the 21st century have already brought some surprising stories into office with them. For example, George W. Bush spent much of his school days as a cheerleader. He was the head cheerleader at Phillips Academy and continued his cheerleading career when he attended Yale University. Interestingly, both Bush's father, former President George H.W. Bush, and his grandfather also cheered at Yale. And they aren't the only presidents with a cheerleading background. Franklin D. Roosevelt, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and Ronald Reagan all dabbled in cheerleading before ascending to the presidency. Bush's successor, Barack Obama, didn't cheer, but he had some surprising pre-presidency occupations of his own. In a LinkedIn post in 2016, America's 44th president said that his first job was as an ice cream scooper at Baskin Robbins. Then he dropped a startling fact. He hates ice cream. Obama wrote, quote, That's what my first job did for me all those years ago. And while I have lost my taste for ice cream after one too many free scoops, I'll never forget that job or the people who gave me that opportunity and how they helped me get to where I am today, unquote. He's not the first president, however, to declare an aversion to a specific food. President George H.W. Bush mentioned publicly on multiple occasions how much he hated broccoli. After it was reported that he'd banned the vegetable on Air Force One, he said, quote, I do not like broccoli, and I haven't liked it since I was a little kid and my mother made me eat it, and I'm president of the United States and I'm not going to eat any more broccoli." Unquote. Whether refusing to eat their vegetables, playing practical jokes, or getting good and drunk, presidents are a good bit more human than they sometimes seem. The presidency might seem, from the outside looking in, to be all pomp and circumstance, but at the end of the day, the office is far bigger and more historic than the person who occupies it. And the person themselves is often a little odd, a little wild, and a little more of a regular person than we might think. Of course, the secret lives of presidents are often much, much darker than the ones we've discussed here. If you want to learn more about that side of the American presidency, download History Uncovered's episode on the truly horrific secret lives of America's founding fathers. Thanks for listening to History Uncovered. I'm History Uncovered's producer, Kit Westneat. If you like the show, help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
And be sure to follow the All That's Interesting and History Revealed pages on Facebook and Real History Uncovered on Instagram. Make sure you don't miss out on the new episodes and subscribe to the History Uncovered podcast. And keep up with our latest stories at allthatsinteresting.com. If you have a question about the show or just want to say hi, feel free to call us at 929-526-3029 or email us at podcast at allthatsinteresting.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Legends of the Old West and Redacted History. Until next time, keep exploring. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call Redacted History. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.